Election Day was six days ago here in Washington state and many other areas around the country. We still don't even have final results. There are still ballots left to be counted. What we do know for sure is that our country is more divided than ever. The blue states are getting bluer and the red states are getting redder. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen who are working hard to advance the conservative movement in a very deep blue state by electing conservative candidates and educating and empowering Washington state citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change. You can learn more about our work and how you can get involved and support us by going to our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And I am excited because here in the next few days, I will be announcing the launch of our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America. So stay tuned for more information on that. But in the meantime, you can head over to conservativeladiesofwa.com. Dot com to learn more about what we're doing in Washington, and I'm excited to take that around the country. Well, it's been an interesting six days since we had the election. No shortage of drama going on in this country, and especially here in Washington state. Also, states like Arizona and Nevada are having their own drama. We've got Georgia Senate going to a runoff next month. So we are not going to have things settled for quite some time. One of the things that has become crystal clear over the last few days is that red states are getting redder and blue states are getting bluer. What we saw in states like Florida with that huge red red tsunami, let's call it that, Texas also had a big red wave. Many states that have been red, stayed red, got redder, and many states that have been blue got even bluer, such as Washington State and California and Michigan. We did have some flips of governors like Nevada. Uh, Their governor flipped from Democrat to Republican, so that is excellent news. Lee Zeldin, who ran for governor in New York, did an amazing race. They flipped some seats there in New York, and there were some uh, seats that flipped in Oregon as well from blue to red. So that's really encouraging. However, if you live in a state like Washington, like California, like Michigan, that got even bluer, things are going to get worse. And I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I think it's really important that we live in reality and that we don't bury our heads in the sand and think that it's all just going to go away at the next election. Whatever the Democrats and the establishment Republicans are doing in these blue states is working very well for them and conservatives are not winning in states like Washington and California. And so it's important that we don't ignore that and we look the reality straight in the eye and figure out what we're going to do about it. I want to be crystal clear that as I saw the reality, as I worked through the 2022 legislative session, I realized that Washington state 
was not going to get better anytime soon. And I had the conversation with my husband last spring. I said, we need to consider getting out of Washington because it's not going to get better. We've, we've already had to deal with major destruction from Washington state laws in our family. And, you know, there's just so many other things that are just going to get worse. I think we should think about moving. And fortunately, my husband was on board with that, which I really didn't expect him to be. And then in the summer when we went through our primary election and I really got to see behind the curtain of the Washington State GOP and what was going on within the party and how protective the establishment is of those establishment rhino mainstream Republican seats. I know people don't like the term rhino, but I really don't know what else to say. Rhino is Republican in name only. So it's someone who doesn't really hold fast to true, real Republican values or conservative values, but is more moderate, squishy, will go kind of whichever the way, whichever way the wind blows. And a lot of these people, these establishment types, the rhinos are beholden to big pocket donors, or they're so entrenched in the establishment that they have to go along with whatever it is the establishment is doing. And this became crystal clear to me during the session when I would see like, 70% of the Republicans voting one way and along with the Democrats and a small percentage, I'll say 30, uh, of the Republicans that would stand alone voting against the garbage that was going through the legislature. And I started realizing that we don't have one cohesive team like the Democrats have. We are very fragmented. We have the establishment and we have the conservatives. And in this general election, we saw the loss of some really key conservative seats in our state house. We lost Brad Clippert. We lost, and Brad ran for, as uh, you probably heard the episode, he ran for uh, Congress in the 4th Congressional District, did not win the primary in that. And the GOP asked him if he would run a write in campaign for Secretary of State, which he did not win that. We lost Vicki Kraft. She ran for Congress in the 3rd Congressional District. We lost Jesse Young. Jesse is a candidate for the state Senate, and his race is still yet to be determined. And we lost Robert Sutherland in Snohomish County to a rhino Republican, a mainstreamer. Sam Lowe, and Sam is a Snohomish County Councilman. So he works full-time as Snohomish County Councilman, and he's now going to be a legislator as well. I don't know how he's going to do both jobs well or effectively, but that is what people voted for. They ran Sam against Robert because the establishment Republicans wanted to get rid of Robert, and Sam was appealing to both the Democrats and the Republicans. So Sam picked up the Democrats, vote and the squishy Republican vote. And now Robert is out for the next session, which is really unfortunate because now we don't have some of these strong conservative leaders in our legislature. And instead, they've been replaced with squishy Republicans. Uh, One of uh, the people that CLW endorsed was uh, my friend Joe Cotta, who is in the 8th legislative district in eastern Washington. This was another race where you had two Republicans on the ballot. The other Republican was more of a mainstream Republican. She was backed by the establishment. She was also endorsed by the teachers union. 
And so she, we will expect that she will vote for things like funding government schools, which Joe would not have done. And the establishment, uh, the, the establishment GOP, the leadership of the state party, they have all gone to great lengths to make sure that these people were elected. And they dumped a lot of money into these campaigns. They protected races where you had a conservative challenging an incumbent establishment Republican. They worked very hard to keep those people. That was very eye-opening for me. And I realized after the primary that things were not going to go well in November and that we needed to step up our get out of town plan and try to buy a house before the election. And we did that was, as you know, if you heard my episode about our leaving Washington State, we did buy a house in October and we will leave sometime next year, uh, hopefully sooner than later after seeing everything that's going on. But I have committed my resources and my help to a few key conservative leaders here in Washington State. I'm born and raised here, and so it's important to me to do what I can to help save whatever I can of Washington state to be a voice for the conservative movement. And that will be things like protecting children from gender affirming surgeries, from child mutilation. It will be the making sure that funding follows students and not going to the government schools. It will be speaking up for the unborn as much as I possibly can and getting other people to speak up as much as I possibly can. But the reality is The Democrats will have a supermajority likely here in Washington. They'll be able to ram through whatever they want. And with the loss of some of these key conservatives on the Republican side, it makes it even easier for them. There's less of that that fight that they have to do. There's less pushback that they're going to get. So they're going to be pushing a lot of garbage through the state legislature, whatever they want. And people need to understand that this is going to happen. A lot of people don't necessarily always understand the ramifications of an election. It's going to get ugly and it's not going to be fun. Um, We are going to be very active in the legislative session. And to be completely transparent, I'm not looking forward to it. Because they will do whatever they want to do. But I do feel strongly that we cannot be silent. We must make our voices heard, even if they drown us out, even if they don't listen, even if they do what they want anyway. And we know that they will. But we can't be silent. And we must encourage other people, other like-minded people, not to be silent. And if you are a person who's staying in a blue state like California or Washington or Michigan and, you know, New York, of course, is going to stay blue. But if you're staying in one of these blue states, you've got to commit to fight because it will get worse and it's going to go completely off the deep end if we don't even fight for it. And like I said, I'm committed to from wherever I am in the country, I've committed to a few leaders in this state that I will I will fight with them and I will do everything I can to make our voices heard and to rally the troops to speak up as well. In Florida, you better believe I plan to join the fight to keep Florida red. I 
think that someday I might run for elected office. I don't know when or what office that would be, but I do feel that um, God is planting that seed in in my heart, and I'm you know kind of toying with that and thinking about what would that look like. But first, I need to get involved and learn what's going on in their legislation and figure out who is you know who their lawmakers are and how I can help them. Uh, to keep Florida red. And so if you are someone like me and you're going to a red state, you have a responsibility to keep it red. You have a responsibility to get involved. We can't, we are at a critical time in our nation. And sometimes I, I wonder why God planted this, this fire in me about politics, considering how most of my life I couldn't have cared less about politics. I wanted nothing to do with this. But one of the things about me, a character trait, is that when I do something, I go all in 100%. And so that's why bodybuilding was so great for me, because I could totally immerse myself in it. And politics is kind of turning out to be the same way. I just care so deeply about the country and I want to learn more and I want to teach other people what I learn. I feel that we are so blessed to live in this great country and that it is our duty and our responsibility to participate in the process and to educate other people so that they can participate in the process too. And anybody, you know, you don't even have to have kids to understand what the left is doing to our children. I mean, you can see the the change in the the newer generations, and we have a responsibility as Christians, as conservatives, as patriots, whatever you want to call yourself, we have a responsibility to speak up for these kids, to preserve whatever we can for these kids, because it's not looking good. If you've got kids in a government school or you're seeing what's going on in the government schools, you know that it's not good. And so we have a responsibility to do everything that we can to preserve this great country for our children. And that may mean that you get out of a blue state. If you've heard my story, you know how destructive the laws in Washington are for parents and children. I have stood on my front porch more than one time saying goodbye to my child as they went off with a medic because there is nothing I can do. There is nothing I can do to stop it. Kids have the ability to make decisions for themselves and there's nothing their parents can do. And it is the most helpless feeling I've ever had. And, you know, it it may sound callous when I say that I stood there and I said goodbye. I this was a year and a half after I started this fight in Washington with parental rights and this over 13 stuff. And then it happened again. And you just learn what the laws are and you know that you can't stop it. And so you just have to stand there and say goodbye. I don't recommend it for anyone. And this was just another confirmation for us that we had to get out of here. If you've got young kids, you don't have an option for government school. You've got to get your kids out of government school if they are in a blue state. Fortunately, in Florida, 
they have passed some laws as far as education, what can and cannot be taught in the government schools. So that is great. So parents in red states are in a little better position to send their kids to the government schools. And some of these states have school choice options as well. Washington, California, Michigan, they don't. And so you've got to get your kids out of these indoctrination centers. But ultimately, I say get your kids out of these blue states. If you want your kids to have any kind of quality of life, like life as we knew it when we were younger, you've got to get them to a state that has freedom and that will give you, the parent, the ability to raise your child as you see fit. We do not co-parent with the government. And most of the people on the left have this idea that your children are the property of the government, including the National Education Association. This is a dangerous time. And and the most important thing you can do is get your child somewhere safe where you can be the parent. And a lot of people will say that I'm giving up the fight. And that's not true. I'm just taking a more strategic position. And if you feel that way, you know, that people are going to say, oh, you're giving up, you're not fighting. Well, take a look at reality. Is it possible to win the fight? Will it cost you too much to stay? Speaking of cost, like we couldn't even afford the kind of house that we wanted here in Washington. And it's not, I mean, we just weren't willing to pay $1.5 million for a cookie cutter crap construction house. And we were able to buy a home with a pool and not far from the beach for way less than anything we could buy in Washington state. So you've got to look at all the things. It may not just be about kids. It may be about how much house you can afford or how much the gas is or what your job opportunities are. There are so many factors to consider. And here in Washington, we're going to have some taxes that kick in on January 1st, 2023. One of them is a gas tax that's going to raise gas prices 49 cents a gallon. And then we've got the Long-Term Care Act, which is set to kick in in June. The state legislature has time during the session to reevaluate what's going to happen with that. But considering that we have a Democrat majority, once again, it's not really looking good. And so sometimes it's going to cost you more just to stay in one of these blue states, just from a financial perspective, not all the other ways that it's going to cost you with educating your kids and potentially losing parental rights. And we're going to see it get worse. The Democrats, they will double down in states where they can, where they've got the majority. They're going to double down. They're going to go for broke. And there's not going to be a lot that we can do to stop it. But that doesn't mean that we don't put up a fight. We are going to go down kicking and screaming, and we are going to make life difficult by fighting their agenda. So I want to encourage you, if you are staying in a blue state, you've got to stay and fight. And that doesn't just mean that you vote on election day. You've got to get involved Get involved at a local level. Become a precinct committee officer. That's the best thing you can do, and it doesn't take much time. Every precinct has a precinct committee officer. It may be called something in other states, and each officer gets a vote. You don't need to have any skills to be a PCO. You can just 
contact your state party, your county party, and ask them what the process is. Now that elections are over, I think that depending on how their bylaws read, I think that you can be appointed to the position and PCOs get a vote in their county party. And this is how we can change things at a party level. Get involved in your city government or your local school board. If you are a taxpayer, you don't even have to have kids in the school district. You can get involved in those school board meetings. Maybe you want to run for the school board. We could certainly use help in that area. And, you know, just a positive note for you, there were a lot of school board races across the country in this election. And in a lot of those school board seats turned conservative. That is a huge positive. And I think the more that we can message to parents and help parents understand how critical it is that they get involved in the political process, the more change that we can see. As we're going to see with these blue states getting bluer, we're going to see the red states getting redder. You're going to see the Republicans do the same thing that the Democrats are going to do, which is they're going to pass laws that will protect children. They're going to pass laws that keep the indoctrination and the CRT and the comprehensive sex ed. They're going to pass laws that keep that out of schools. They're going to pass laws that ban gender-affirming surgeries for minor children. They're going to pass laws that protect unborn children. You're going to see the same thing happen on the right as you're going to see happen on the left. And I think you are also going to see a huge migration. People are going to go to blue states just like they're going to go to red states. So you're going to have people leaving Florida, going to California or Washington, just like you're going to have people like me leaving Washington, going to Florida. You're going to see this migration happening and the blues are going to continue to get bluer and the reds are going to continue to get redder. So I encourage you to consider your life and your family and where do you want to be? Where do you want to ride this out? Because I'm very convinced that we will see another sort of lockdown or a collapse or something is going to happen where we are going to face something similar to the COVID lockdown of 2020. And where do you want to be when that happens? Because some people like Ron DeSantis, he knows what he's going to do. Somebody like Jay Inslee or Gavin Newsom, they also know what they are going to do. They are going to lock down harder. They're going to push it even harder than they did before because they know that the people in their states will comply. And there has not been any kind of emergency reform done in these states because the Democrats are in control. And with the Democrats in control, you're not going to see that change. So I encourage you to consider where does your family want it? Where do you want to be? Where does your family want to be? Where is the safest place for you? Where is the place that you can have the best quality of life and where you will want to get in the game and fight for your state, fight for your children, fight for your family and fight for your country. So some things to think about. We're still going to see things shake out with this election. And and I'm really hoping for some conservative wins in a few states here in Washington that still are yet to be determined. I'll keep you posted on that. If you would, please share the podcast and don't forget to rate and subscribe. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time.